Hi, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I bring you a dynamic guest from across the country. And today we have a fabulous guest. Her name is Kathleen Barton. She is a author, speaker, and coach. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She works with professional women who feel overwhelmed with their responsibility. Wow, that sounds like all of us. Who want to be more productive and effective in their work and still have a life outside of work. As a keynote speaker, workshop presenter, author, and coach, Kathleen specializes in work-life issues, including life balance, stress, and time management. For over 20 years, Kathleen has presented to a variety of audiences, including corporate association and government. Her key clients include American Business Women's Association, Hewlett Packard Company, M&M Mars, Nationwide Insurance, PepsiCo, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Veterans Healthcare Administration, Women in Technology International, and Yahoo Incorporated, amongst others. She is the author of Connecting with Success, Finding Your Person, Purpose, and Passion in Life, and Passport Priorities, Your Roadmap to Balanced Living. Her work has been featured in numerous publications, including Business Week, The Executive, and The Wall Street Journal Online, among others. Specializing in career and life coaching, Kathleen has coached hundreds of professionals across the nation. She helps her clients clarify their purpose, value, and goals, define their career direction, attain their goals more quickly, and maintain better life balance. Kathleen earned a master's degree in business and a bachelor's degree in psychology from California State University. Her education combined with professional experience gives Kathleen a unique insight into the lives of working professionals. As a reformed workaholic, Kathleen draws upon her own experience to help other women live according to their purpose, values, and priorities. Over 20 years ago, Kathleen realized she was so intent on advancing her career that she had totally lost sight of her priorities. That was the start of her life balance journey. Over the years, Kathleen sought alternative work arrangements to bring more balance to her life. In the late 1980s, she worked in a job share while completing her MBA. After her first child was born, Kathleen went back to full-time while her husband, Mr. Mom, as he called him today, stayed home to care for their daughter. After their second child was born, Kathleen went back to work part-time after taking six months maternity leave. Today, Kathleen is married, has two grown children, and runs her own business from her home office in the beautiful Sierra Foothills of California. Her website is www.yourlifebalancecoach.com. Welcome, Kathleen. I'm so happy to have you as a guest tonight. Well, thank you, Robbie. I'm glad to be here. Well, let's let's start the interview, but first, by tell me a little bit more about yourself and how did you gain an interest in life balance. Well, I work with career women who feel overwhelmed with their responsibilities and who want to be more productive and effective in their work and still have a life outside of work. And I do that through speaking, training, and also coaching. 
And then on a personal note, I am married and I have uh, two actually grown children now. Uh, I'll tell you that my my interest in balance began many years ago. It was over 20 years ago I realized my life was totally out of balance. I was working full-time at HP in the Silicon Valley, going to graduate school. I was married. Thank goodness it was before children, though. Um, but I spent my whole time working, studying, and going to school. And I didn't have time for anything else, no time for my husband, much less myself, and it was affecting my marriage. And my and my husband finally put his foot down. He said, Kathleen, this is not my idea of a marriage. You are so busy and we never see each other. Something has got to change or this is not going to work. And that but, just hit me like a ton of bricks. Was it hard to change because many women go through that? What was? How did you start the, the the steps to make the change? Well, you know, I, I tell you that was my wake up call, and I realized that I needed to make some changes in my life. And so, basically, I um, I actually quit. I actually quit graduate school for a period of time, and then took a step back to assess and really to assess what was important to me. What are my priorities? And I realized that career was not my most important priority. And so what was important to me at the time was, you know, my marriage and my health, uh, my faith, and then also my career. And so it, it really started with having to take a step back and assess priorities. Wow, and then that, my was, husband, that yeah. was great. So many yeah. people wait till something happens. They get sick or they have an accident or something just to stop and, and start and say, you know, this isn't working. But you actually got an early call and were able to do that. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it really made a difference for me and brought much better balance, you know, feel, I felt more at peace, you know, less stress and less chaos and more fulfillment as well. And so that's why I am so passionate about helping other women who are to gain better balance in their life. Wow, that's great. You've written a book called Passport to Priorities. What's the overall emphasis of the book? Well, it's really about living your life according to your purpose, values, and priorities. Because when our time is not aligned with our priorities, then um, there's a lot of chaos and stress. But if you can align those two, you can experience more peace, a sense of accomplishment, and fulfillment as well. Wow, that's good. Uh, so, um, what is is so the overall emphasis of the book is doing helping them to do all that. Is that what it's about? Um, yeah, really, live in your life according to your values and priorities, so that those two are aligned, and that really is key. And it doesn't mean doing it all. It means focusing more on the important things. Uh-huh. What about what would you say are the keys to balance? Well, in my book I present three keys to balance. Uh and one is taking care of yourself. And I find that women in particular don't do a very good job at this because we're so focused on caring for others and so therefore we put ourselves last on that priority list. Uh, a second one is to Focus on the important. 
So if we don't know what's important, then everything seems important. We're pulled in lots of different directions, and then we end up spinning our wheels and not really accomplishing anything. And then the third one is saying no to the unimportant. And I find here that women especially have a hard time saying no because we're people pleasers and we want to be liked. Wow, that's true. That is very true. How can a working woman take time for herself without feeling guilty? Well, that that's one that I find that a lot of women struggle with because um, we're so focused on caring for others or children or husbands or elderly parents at our own expense. And so if we do take that time for ourselves, we feel guilty about it. And so I, I would say is once you realize how critical it is, then you're going to be able to take that time. Because, you see, the reality is is that we need to take care of ourselves in order to take care of others. So I think of the airlines. The airlines had it right. You know, if you think back to your last flight, at the beginning of the flight, uh, they go through the safety spiel, and it goes something like this. And they say, in the unlikely event of loss of cabin pressure, an oxygen mask will drop from the overhead compartment and place that mask over your nose and mouth and breathe normally. And then they go on to say, if you are traveling with a small child, then place the mask on yourself first and then assist the other. So that's the whole point. We need to take care of ourselves in order to take care of others. We need to take care of ourselves in order to be the best we can be in our various roles as wife and mother and businesswoman. So once we realize this, then we can make ourselves a priority without feeling guilty because it's not only for our own benefit, but it's for our family's benefit as well. That's true. Many women believe they need to be a superwoman, the best wife, mother, employee, friend, volunteer. How does a woman avoid the superwoman syndrome? Well, I would say, um, first of all, by realizing that we cannot do it all. And that is a fallacy that some of us grew up with, that you can do it all, you can be it all, you know, but be superwoman, but not without sacrifices because there are trade-offs. It's a give and take. So we can't do it all and we can't do it all well. Something's bound to fall through the cracks. So instead, focus on doing a few things well. And then secondly, you know, by realizing that we can't do it all perfectly, we have such high expectations for ourselves, as you say, of being, you know, the best mom, the best wife, and best businesswoman. So not only do we want to do it all, but we want to do it all perfectly. And so this kind of thinking really sets us up for failure because no one's perfect. And it's a matter of reframing your thinking. And so what I say is go for good enough. And each woman then needs to define what that means to her. So let me give you an example here. I like things, I like my house neat and tidy. I dislike clutter. And so generally I have pretty neat, clean, and tidy house. Well, until I had kids. 
that all changed. <laughs> and I can remember when my daughter was a toddler, I'd be following her around, picking up her toys after her, and at the end of the day, I was exhausted. And I thought, well, this is crazy. I mean, this is just going to drive me insane if I continue to keep this up and I'll be exhausted. So I realized that I needed to basically reset my standards or lower my standards in this case and learn to live with a little clutter. So I thought, well, if we could just contain it to the family room, I can live with that. And uh, and that's you know basically what I did, was basically reframing and going for good enough. That was good. How can someone prioritize when everything seems so important to them? I find that a lot of people struggle with prioritizing, but once you know your priorities, then it makes life a lot easier. Um, One of the things I do in my workshops is I have the participants do an exercise where they prioritize their most important things. So first I ask them to brainstorm what are the most important things in life to you? And just brainstorm, get it down on paper. You know, is it your faith? Is it your family, your career, your kids? Uh, you know, having integrity, peace of mind. So they brainstorm and write it on paper. And then I have them do the hard task of prioritizing. And that is so difficult because everything is important. So it's hard for them to say which is most important. So basically, I put it into a life and death scenario, if you will. So I ask them to imagine with me that they are in this uh, in the raft and they're rowing down the river of life, and they have all their top five priorities in that raft with them. And uh, as in life, sometimes it's smooth waters, and other times that you go through some rapids and you know, some turbulent water. And so they're rowing down, you're rowing down the river of life, and then you hit a rock and it punctures the raft and air, you know, and so here, you know, you have water, water, you're taking on water and you're really nervous and you're scared, not sure if you're going to make it to your destination. So you realize that you have to unload. So you need to pick one of those top five priorities and then, basically throw it overboard. So think about, okay, what are you going to unload? And if it's in a life and death situation, then that's where you can get to which is most important. So what's number five, four, three, two, and one? And maybe when you get down to your most important priority, it is so important that you would be willing to die for it. And so again, by putting it in that scenario, that helps people get really clear about their priorities. And once you are clear about your priorities, it's easier to make decisions when you have a conflict of time. Great. How can a busy woman, uh, working woman, make time for important relationships with her husband, children, and close friends when she's so consumed with her work and household responsibilities? Well, uh, here, I would say by planning and scheduling time. Schedule time for your most important relationships because if you don't, then, you know, it's, uh, it may never happen. You may, you may not spend that time. So what I do is I set weekly goals 
in all areas of my life, not only for my business, but also for my roles as a wife, a mother, and a friend. And this helps ensure that I focus also on those important relationships. So let me give you some examples of goals that I set. For example, I'll set a goal to have some one-on-one time with my husband or uh, set a goal to call a friend that week and catch up um, or to set aside time for family time. And then I put it on the calendar. I'll actually schedule that time on the calendar. So, for example, on Sundays we have family time. And we've done this for years. Um, so we schedule time for the family to be, get, to be together and do something fun. So we might uh, go to the movies or stay in and play games or go out to dinner or out for ice cream, as the case may be. And so that's, that's time just for us. And, and even now, as my kids are older, um, and, and it's harder because they have busy schedules, right? Uh, but we still make it a priority to come together on Sundays and spend some family time together. I love that. I know years ago, I used to put time in for me and then I'd end up canceling it out. But then I later learned, you know, I've got to schedule my own time for me as well. So you know, uh-huh. having to up into all those little parts is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Nowadays, many professionals end up bringing work home and practically working around the clock. How does one set boundaries on their work in this age of cell phones, emails, and BDAs? Oh yeah. Well, in order to uh, in order to avoid that overwork, uh, we need to we need to set some boundaries with ourselves and then also with others. So sometimes um, we are our worst enemies because we are so driven. We need to set boundaries with ourselves. So, for example, you could set a goal, say, to leave the office by a certain time, say 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And then what you'll find is that you're actually more productive because you're working toward an end goal, and so you make better use of your time. Um, or you can do as um, Maria did. She was a past client of mine, and she found that she was bringing stacks of work home with her on the weekend, and it was cutting into her family time. And so she made the decision that she was not going to bring work home on the weekends anymore, and she spent that time uh, with family and for recreation. And so then on Monday morning, she came back to work refreshed and ready to tackle her work. And then there's all these, you know, all our gadgets, right? Cell phones, PDAs, email, and so forth. And um, so we need to set some boundaries with ourselves and with our clients. And, uh, for example, to turn them off at a certain time each evening so that we can have that downtime and we can have the family time. I think of Lilia. Uh, this was a, another past client of mine. She was an, or is an insurance agent. When she first started her business, she was really gung-ho and just pretty much bent over backwards to please her customers. So she was available pretty much 24-7. But then she found out that she had no life outside of work. Work was just totally consuming her. 
And so she decided to set some boundaries and reset her expectations with her customers and let them know that she was not available after hours unless it was an emergency situation. And so now she has that time to herself in the evenings. Oh, that's good. How does, can someone say no tactfully? <laughs> well, I think... I think women especially have a hard time saying no because we want to be liked, we want to be helpful, we're people pleasers. So here, let me give you a couple strategies. Uh, One is what I call the sandwich approach, and that's where you start with a positive, decline, and then you end on a positive note. So for example, let's say you're asked to participate on a task force whether that is work-related or out in the community. So you might say, well, I'm really interested in that. I'd like to help, but my plate is full. Keep me in mind when another opportunity comes up. So it sounds yeah, more like, positive. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh-huh. And then here's another approach. It's called the negotiated no. And this is where you negotiate with the other person, especially with regard to the scope or the deadline of the project. So you might say, well, I can take on that project as long as I have help with it. Or you might say, well, I'm working on a high-priority project this week. Can this wait until next week? So you see, in both of these examples, you're not actually coming right out and saying no but uh, you're able to, you know, set those boundaries and decline, but in a more positive way. Yeah, that's true. I like that. What is the single most important message you want to get across about living a balanced life? I would say focus your life on your spiritual source. So that is where you derive your sense of purpose and meaning in life. Now, for me, that's the Lord God. For others, that may be Allah or Buddha or the universe. But I find that when I focus my life on the Lord and follow his His guidance and direction, then my life flows more smoothly and balance becomes easier. Um, So when faced with important decisions, then I ask what God would have me do. So I like to use this analogy of a pinwheel. So you think of a pinwheel. When you spin it, the pin holds that wheel together. And think of your source as that pin in the wheel. So when we get busy, our source holds our life together. And, but if there were no pin, then we'd be scattered everywhere. We'd be flying lots of d- different directions, and our life would be chaos. But with our source at the center, it gives us focus and that results in better balance. I love your uh, book cover. It it's makes you think about, wow, oh, I need some time to, to be able to do some of these things. The book is called Passport to Priorities, Your Roadmap to Balanced Living. So where can someone order a copy of your book, and how did you come up with the idea to, to call it that and to write the book? Okay. Um, so... Uh, where can someone order it? At my website, which is yourlifebalancecoach.com. So again, that's www.yourlifebalancecoach.com. 
and it's also available on Amazon.com as well. And uh, you asked about the title of the book, Passport to Priorities. Well, I wanted to give my book a theme. And one of the things I love is I love to travel. So I thought of this travel theme. And that go- it's presented pretty much throughout the book. And uh, that in the title, Passport to Priorities. And then on the cover of it, uh, you know, looks like it, woman might be at a vacation spot somewhere with her right, wearing her sandals and they're in the water. Yeah. And so I wanted to give that, um, you know, that focus, that focus there on taking care of ourselves, on some me time and something that might attract women and say, I want that. <laughs> I want to have more of that in my life. Yeah, I think, I think it puts their mind in thinking, well, I've got to, if I'm not doing that, I've got to learn some strategies so I can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that is, is really cool. Um, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, uh, through my email, which is Kathleen, and that's with K, Kathleen at yourlifebalancecoach.com. So uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of me or has questions, then contact me at that email. Okay. And give them your website again, Kathleen. Uh, the website is yourlifebalancecoach.com. Well, we're almost at the end of time, and this has been wonderful. As I said, I, I love uh, saw the picture of the book title, and if they go to the site, they'll be able to see it. Um, and once the show, it was, after the show is live, it is archived, so people can listen to it at any time uh, that is convenient for them. And a lot of our people do that. I think last week we had 1,700 people listening to the show, uh, but most of them were going on uh, on their own time because, you know, it makes it easier if you can listen to it whenever it's convenient for you. Uh, but Great. thank you so much it's- for being my guest tonight. I I love the area that you live in. It's so beautiful up there. I used to oh, live I in Roseville. <laughs> I used to live in the Roseville area. So, but thank you so much. And um, again, you've been listening to Kathleen Barton, who is an author, speaker, and coach. And her book again is Passport to Priorities: Your Roadmap to a Balanced Living. And her website, where you can order the book is www.yourlifebalancecoach.com. You can reach her on email at Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N, at yourlifebalancecoach.com. And her book is also available on Amazon. So thank you, Mm -hmm. Kathleen, and it was a pleasure having you as a guest tonight. Okay, thank you, Ravi. Next week we're going to have uh, Jean Newell, she is the author of How to Turn Your Pink Slip into a Red Hot Business. So that will be next Thursday on March 21st. And also on Tuesday night at 6 p.m., I'm going to be doing a show that was scheduled to be done last Thursday, but I was in Virginia, so we had to reschedule the show. So next week um, we will have a show two nights, Tuesday and Thursday. So, again, you've been listening to Diva Strategies for Success. My name is Robbie Motter, and I am the host of the show. My website is www.robbymotter.com. And so until next week on Diva Strategies for Success, have a fabulous week. And 
take all the tips our wonderful Kathleen Barton gave us tonight so we can all go on a trip across the country. We we all work too hard. We need to play a little bit and enjoy our life and have time for all of our families. So until next week, this is Robbie Motter and our guest tonight, Kathleen Barton. Thank you again, Kathleen. You were great. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.